Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'll be your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Terry, Mete, and Nate. What's up, guys? What's up? Yo. What's up? All right, in today's episode, we're going to sort of recap uh, a lot of the games from both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we'll just touch on those, then we'll hop right into the recap for round two of the NBA playoffs. Just talk about uh, how our series predictions turned out, and then we'll head straight for round three. Uh, make our series predictions for uh, both the East and West finals. And then we'll just sort of take a look at a preview of both Tuesday and Wednesday's game. So uh, let's just hop right into it. Uh, we'll start with Saturday night in the NBA. Uh, it was game seven between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets. The Milwaukee Bucks coming out on top in overtime, 115 to 111. Um yeah, I mean, the Brooklyn Nets were home. They had won every single home game this in the series, and I guess they were looking to close it out. Um, I guess, Terry, I'll start with you. I guess just what were your thoughts on just the overall um, game and and I guess about the Bucs coming out on top? Uh, just as the game overall, we can all admit that this is going to be a game seven that we're all going to remember, just like the game between the 76ers and uh, the Toronto Raptors. Uh with the Bucks, I mean, I feel like they got a little bit lucky because Joe Harris wasn't knocking down his three-pointers. He only went three for nine. And then usually with a role player like that, uh, you assume he would be a little bit over 500 when it comes to his three-point percentage. Having said that, outside of that, I mean, Giannis played great. Unfortunately, sometimes, like, his three throws uh, didn't knock down. Chris Middleton played the great second cast. And then you got guys like... Uh, P.J. Tucker that played tremendous defense on Kevin Durant, as well as guys like Brooke Lopez, who did come up with that clutch uh, block during overtime in, I believe, the last minute and a half of the game. And the Bucs came out on the top. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess just looking at some of the um, stats here, um, Yanis did lead the Bucs with 40 points. Uh, and Kevin Durant had 48 for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Yanis also led in rebounds with 13 uh, for the Bucs. And then Blake Griffin added 11 to lead Brooklyn. Drew Holiday had eight assists for Milwaukee. And James Harden added nine for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll just get to you next. Um, I know that uh, Kevin Durant said in the post game that uh, he didn't realize his foot was on the line and he thought that the shot was a game winning shot, I guess. Um, I guess, what did you think about this Brooklyn team, I guess, in general um, in this game? And I guess um, if they're healthier next year, do you think that they're probably one of the premier teams that's going to try and go for a title? Um, as long as uh, Katie, James Harden and Kyrie are all on the team, they're still always in the running to be in the NBA Finals, if not get a championship. Um, I guess this was, this was kind of a disappointing performance, you could say, because we kind of all expected, at least I expected them to at least be in the NBA Finals right from the jump, just because of how much star power there is on this team. Um, even just like the role players, they would be starters on any other team. So yeah, a little bit disappointing, but... Um, they're, they're still a really deep team, so there's always a chance next year. 
Yeah, for sure. I think I can agree with that. And then Mete, just getting to you, um, I guess it, getting to you on the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they're one of the healthier teams in the playoffs, and I think that's really helping them out. Um, like, what are the, what are the, like, what's this team's chance of getting to the NBA Finals and potentially winning the whole thing? I really think that the chances of getting to the finals is very high right now. Uh, the NBA Finals, mm, that's going to be harder because the Western teams are really good. Um, but I actually think they have a solid chance of making the finals, uh, especially with the loss of the Sixers against the Hawks. I think it helps them out. Yeah, I think that this Bucks team has really been battle tested in this playoffs. I mean, they they fought off a, a team that they couldn't beat last season in Miami, and then they beat one of the more stacked teams in Brooklyn. So I feel like that this uh, Milwaukee team uh, they've been through a lot of pressure early on, and I feel like it's just sort of helped them become a stronger team. So yeah, I do like their chances also. And uh, let's just move. Uh, two Sunday's games. There were two of the games. We'll start with game one of the Western Conference Finals uh, between the LA Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Suns winning 120 to 114. Um, this time, Nate, I'm going to start with you. And I guess just what did you think uh, of the Suns team and especially uh, the triple-double from Devin Booker? Um, They're a really great team overall. Um. It feels like even though um, Chris Paul is not necessarily on the floor, I think that just him being on the team uh, for the entire season, it kind of like the the way kind of Chris Paul carries himself kind of carry um, rubbed off on the rest of the team. So um, now they're all playing to their full potential. Yeah, I definitely think so. Uh, obviously, Devin Booker um, is pretty much being seen on every end of the court. Um, I guess, Matty, I'll get to you on this next question. Um, I guess, which team is missing their superstar more? Would it be the Clippers missing Kawhi or would it be the Suns missing uh, Chris Paul? I honestly think the Suns need Chris Paul more than the Clippers need uh, Kawhi Leonard. I say this because I believe that the Clippers are deeper than Phoenix, so it really affects the Suns, if you know what I mean. Like, the fact that the Clippers can have guys like Rondo, Kennard, uh, even Beverly play more minutes in Kawhi's place. Uh, it's not as bad for the Clippers as it is for the Suns because I believe that the Suns bench isn't really too deep. So I really think it affects the Suns more. Yeah, and I guess just taking that question and I guess just bouncing it to you, Terry, um, uh, I guess the Clippers do have a good chance of bouncing back in game two since uh, both Kawhi and Chris Paul, I guess, aren't in the lineup. I guess what from this game is really positive for the Clippers heading into game two? Game close against this uh, Phoenix Suns team. I mean, guys like uh, Nicholas Batum, Paul George, that you're expecting since he is going to be the next guy up after Kawhi Leonard. He's just stepping up. And then you got guys like Reggie Jackson as well, who's just coming in behind uh, Paul George and just helping out with the scoring output. You got guys like, uh, I believe, Trevor Mann. I forgot his first name. Terrence, Terrence Mann. Mann. Terrence Mann, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's helping out as well, even though, unfortunately, today he only had like around four field goal attempts. 
but you're also hoping for your veterans like Patrick Beverly and um, I believe Rajon Rondo to help out a little bit more. Um, having said that, I mean, it was just a six-point loss. You can uh, just go back home and then figure out what you guys can do better in the next game. Yeah, for sure. And then um, just looking at some of the scores from this game, um, Devin Booker, obviously triple-double, he led in every category, 40 rebounds or 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. And then the Clippers leaders in points, Paul George with 34, Nick Batum with 10 rebounds. Um, and then Ray John Rondo led with seven assists. So um, yeah, big win for the Suns to lead the series one nothing in the West final. And then uh, to the evening game on Sunday, it was a game seven in the other Eastern series. It was the Atlanta Hawks against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Hawks coming out on top uh, with a 103-96 victory. Um, and then, uh, Mete, I'm going to start with you here. Um, I know in uh, round one, you were one of the biggest believers in the Hawks. Um, you, you had them winning, I think a couple games uh, in your prediction for this series, I guess you didn't expect them to win the series, but I guess, what do you think of them in this game? Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting them to win the series, but I mean, props to them. They've been playing amazing. Uh, they came clutch in game seven. My thoughts on this game, uh, honestly, this is a huge win for them um, due to the fact that Trey Young having a rough night shooting the ball, he was 5 for 23. But even when they have, when he has performances like that, if they can still win, it just shows you the depth that they have. And uh, other guys stepped up, like Kevin Huerta was huge for them this game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of Kevin Herter, he did lead them in points with 27. Uh, Embiid led the 76ers with 31 points. John Collins, 16 rebounds for the Hawks. Tobias Harris adding 14 to lead the Sixers. Trey Young adding 10 assists to lead the Hawks. And Ben Simmons with 13 uh, for the 76ers. And uh, Terry, I'm going to get to you on this. I guess just looking at the 76ers, a lot of people disappointed with the way Ben Simmons performed in this game. Um, I guess just what are your thoughts on the 76ers team, I guess, in this game and going forward? They just needed to give Ben Simmons more touches in the fourth quarter. I mean, I think there was some photo or some statistic that said, like, he didn't have that many field goal attempts coming into this game. And I believe that trend still continued. Uh, outside of Ben Simmons, I mean, you can go home saying that this, they do have the foundation to uh, going into next year about where you could bring this team. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't have Danny Green in this game, and I believe it did kind of show because guys like Kevin Herter and uh, I believe John, not John Collins, uh, who's the guy? Danilo Gallinari. Those guys were just going off outside of Trey Young to just give a better scoring output for the Atlanta Hawks over this Philadelphia team. Yeah, I think it was just really tough overall for the Sixers. Um, they did start out pretty hot in the first quarter, but I guess after that, they just really couldn't keep up. Um, yeah, I think Ben Simmons, uh, he was a little overhated after this game. I mean, 13 assists, he was involved in a lot of plays. I know he could have attempted more field goals. There was some missed field goal opportunities that he had. 
Um, and then obviously people complaining about him at the free throw line. There's a lot he needs to work on, but I think the whole team, and I guess uh, Doc Rivers still has that reputation of not being able to win big games. So there's that as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be really tough uh, to rebound for the 76ers team. I think they can do it. They might need to add a couple more pieces, uh, whether it's to round out their depth or in their starting lineup. But uh, I guess Nate, just getting to you on the Hawks. Um, I know, I think Mete was the one talking about the depth of this team. I guess just what are your overall thoughts on just um, this whole this whole team uh, of the Atlanta Hawks? I think they have a really solid starting five and they have a couple of, I guess, guys a little bit under that. Like, for example, Danilo Gallinari, um, Lou Williams, although he's starting to decline a bit, but I think he's still a decent player. Um, there, It's basically a team that um, relies a lot on just shooting in general. And um, even if they don't necessarily have the best three-point shooting, they still have enough just decent um, field goal percentage to kind of um, take over games. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Uh, they shot very well in this game. Um, Philly definitely did not have the shooting prowess that they had, and it unfortunately cost them the game. So, um, yeah, those are the games from Sunday. So uh, we're just going to move uh, into a recap of round two, just taking a look at the playoff series there. Um, I'll start with the, the, the series in the West, the one for the uh, Utah Jazz losing to the LA Clippers four to two. Um, Mate, I'm going to start with you. I guess, what did you predict for this series? And I guess, how did it turn out? Uh, for the, wait, can you ask? Utah, Utah Clippers series. Okay. Uh, Utah and Clippers. I went with Clippers in seven, I'm pretty sure. And then Clippers ended up winning in six. So uh, I guess I got the matchup right. Uh, I just couldn't get the games right. And what I thought about the series, it's honestly kind of shocking. But uh, we were joking about Clippers going down 0-2. They did it again. So I guess maybe it's a good luck for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is about this team. They just thrive being underdogs. And, I mean, they're already down 1-0 in the West Finals. So I guess we'll have to see what happens there. Um, I know I had the Jazz here in six. Obviously, I didn't expect them to be not 100%. Obviously, Conley missed a lot of games. Mitchell was not healthy. I got the games right, but I didn't get the team right. So uh, good on the Clippers there for that win. And then I guess, Terry, to you, what did you have for this series? I had Clippers in six, maybe seven. That's the thing for a majority of these series. Uh, I usually guess around six or seven games. Uh, it went all right. Yeah, for sure. Um, you definitely felt out the series, I guess, how you felt it would go. And uh, Clippers did pull it out in six. And then just bouncing to you, Nate, I guess, what did you have for that series? If I remember correctly, I think I had the um, Jazz probably in six or seven, but obviously it didn't end up going that way. The, when they went, uh, the Clippers went down 0-2 and then took the series. So I guess they used the first two games to kind of um, feel out the series. And kind of, it's kind of like they download information of the opposing team and then put it into Kawhi.exe, up, <laughs> update his operating system. You know. Well, I mean, they had to do a, a, they had to play a lot of the games without Kawhi, so I think it was pretty much on the rest of the team as well. Uh, they did a good job uh, even without Kawhi. So, uh, yeah, Clippers 
they pulled out a, a big uh, couple wins there, I believe, without Kawhi, and they were able to take the series 4-2. Um, I know we touched on this uh, last episode, but uh, yeah, Phoenix did win uh, the 2-3 series with Denver 4-0. Um, I believe most of us had Phoenix. I believe, Nate, you were the only one that had Denver. Um, and I know we sort of talked about this series um, in the last episode, but um, I don't think any of us expected a sweep. I think, Mete, you were the closest with five games, was it? Yeah, I think I put five games. Yeah, so it was, um, I guess, a great overall effort from uh, Phoenix. And um, it's unfortunate that Chris Paul um, had to sit out after that uh, with the COVID-19 test. But I guess we'll definitely have to see uh, if he can get back into the series uh, in the West final at some point. But I guess moving to the East, uh, we'll start with the 1-5 series. Atlanta upsetting the 76ers 4-3 uh, in that series. Uh, this time, Terry, I'll start with you. I guess, uh, I believe you had Philly in this series, and I guess how many games did you have them in? Uh, I think this one I put seven games uh, just due to the fact that Atlanta is a very offensive output type of team. And, I mean, it did go to seven games, but as, I'm not sure if Mente or Nate said it, but I got the team wrong, basically. So, better luck next year. Yeah, I don't think any of us uh, predicted the Hawks. I know I had the Sixers in about five or six games. I didn't really expect it to go this long. Um, I guess the Danny Green injury, someone brought this up last week. Um, it just really hurt this team. Um, yeah, it just didn't turn out the way Philly wanted. Obviously, Philly has been known to choke in recent years. They've done it once again. So I guess back to the drawing board for this team. And I guess, Nate, uh, what did you have this series? I feel like I had um, Philly in six. I just generally with teams that can um, really shoot and they rely on it. Um, I guess the problem with relying on your shooting is sometimes you have good nights, sometimes you have bad nights. So that's probably why it went to um, seven games. But I guess um, the 76ers, normally they have really good inside scoring. And in, in game seven, they still did. I think Embiid, he still played really good. I know he was disappointed, disappointed in himself, but he didn't really play that bad at all. But um, I guess it also came down to their outside shooting just being a little bit shorter than the Hawks. Yeah, I think just overall the Hawks shot better in this series. Obviously, they didn't get some of the breaks uh, in, in some of the games, but um, it ended up working out for them in Game 7. And then I guess, Mete, I believe you also had Philly in this series. Yeah, I definitely had Philadelphia. I just... I can't remember the amount of games I put. I, I think it was like six. I put like five or yeah. six, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I just wanted to say one thing about Simmons because you guys were talking about him. Uh, I do believe he does get overhated at times, but he's been in the league for like four or five years now, and we have seen no uh, progress in his jump shots. So I feel like that's what most of the hate he gets is for. Uh, he should be able to at least shoot a mid-range shot at this point. Like, he needs to really work on his shot. Yeah, I think uh, one of the things about his game is it's very predictable. He's either going to go for the layup or he's going to make the pass. So at that point, you really 
uh, there's not a lot of options you have to think about when it comes to defending him. So that's definitely something he needs to work out in the off season. And uh, yeah, I believe I had Philly in five or six. Um, and yeah, clearly Atlanta uh, was the better team here. And I guess just moving to the two, three series, Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks, the Bucks obviously winning game seven to take the series four, three. Um, I guess, um, Nate, I'll start with you. I guess, who did you have in this series? I think I had the next the Nets probably in six or seven games as well. Um, I was expecting since the the start of the league for the Nets to at least be like in the conference finals, if not the NBA finals, or even possibly winning the entire thing, mainly because of just the amount of star power they have on their team, um, the amount of depth overall. But um, I guess the Bucks were able to pull. I guess what would be considered an upset if you're a Brooklyn fan. Um, I guess they they proved this year this isn't just um, the the Giannis show. Although Giannis did put up a Herculean effort, but it was definitely a team effort in this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I believe I had Brooklyn in uh, seven. Um, obviously, we can't predict Kyrie Irving getting hurt. We can't predict James Harden leaving after Game One. Uh, there's a lot of things we couldn't predict in this series. Uh, it was really tough. I predicted the right amount of games. I predicted the wrong team. Um, you know, uh, both teams played really well. Obviously, we thought uh, the Nets were going to take the series after they went up 2-0, but obviously Milwaukee battled back. They tied it up. Then they ended up taking it in seven. So I guess, Mete, uh, who did you have in this series? Um, like 99% sure I had Nets in seven. Uh like Nate was saying, I wanted to respect the Bucks a bit because they've proven that it's not just Giannis this year. So I felt like they could make this a long series. And then the Nets were literally inches away from winning this. Like Durant's foot was so close behind the line. So it's just a tough break for them. Yeah, these uh, one-point uh, games um, or like one-score games uh, pretty much were – they're just so tough to predict at this point. Um, you're pretty much just going, you, you're trying to like ballpark it from the top of your head at that point. Uh, it's just really tough. And then I guess, uh, Terry, just getting to you, what did you have for that series? Like none of us had to make or say it because I think everyone said the Nets. Uh, having said that, after game one, I think, I believe they would have swept it. But uh, the Bucks proved this all wrong. I feel like if you're not a Milwaukee fan, I assumed everyone in the whole entire world probably went with the Nets in this series. Uh, outside of that, um, the Bucs look great. Yeah, I think you are right about that. The Bucs look great. Also, the Bucs were very healthy. That's one thing not a lot of people talk about. I mean, when you have your your dudes in the lineup like that you can count on every night, uh, it's, it's almost like you – like you don't have to worry about, you know, this guy's got to fill in for this guy. You have your starters, you have your main guys, you got Yanis, Middleton, um, Drew Holiday, you got Lopez, you got Tucker, you got, you know, every everyone that should be there, right? And you uh, you can just roll them out the way that you want. Um, and then you also have bench depth that's healthy too, you know, that's another thing we didn't talk about. So um, definitely a good break for the Bucs. Hopefully they can stay healthy the rest of the way, because I know the West especially is battling with injuries. Um, the Hawks do look pretty good as well in terms of health. So I think that is going to be a good series. So um, let's actually just move right into our, our round three preview. 
Um, let's just take a look at the two series here. We'll start uh, with the West, uh, the 2-4 series, uh, the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. Phoenix is up one nothing in this series as we speak. So I guess none of us will be predicting a Clippers sweep. Um, this time, uh, Mete, I'll start with you. I guess, uh, who do you see winning this series and I guess in how many games? Uh, I really want to say Clippers, but I can't. Um, it should be the Suns, especially with uh, Chris Paul. I feel like he's going to come back later on in the series uh, if he clears uh, COVID protocols. And then, yeah, but watch the Clippers lose next game and then come back somehow and win it. <laughs> Yeah, they've been doing it the whole playoffs. I think that it's more than possible that they do it. Uh, Terry, I'll just get to you next on, uh, I guess, who do you think is going to win this series and how many games they'll get to? Tough one. Um, if Chris Ball comes back around game three or four, I feel like this game, uh, the series might be Suns and six. But as Mendy said, these guys always come back. Uh, you just can't put these guys six feet deep and I feel like somehow it's going to be Clippers in seven but realistically Kawhi looks like he's dealing with the ACL injury and having said that uh Suns in six yeah it's just so tough uh seeing Kawhi even playing one game in this series so if the Clippers are going to have to do it uh, they're going to have to do it by themselves um, and I guess uh, Paul George is really going to have to step up. But uh, Nate, just getting to you, I guess, who do you like in this series? Um, I think it's going to be a close series, um, probably in seven games. Um, I guess just like what you said about uh, Kawhi having an ACL injury, it's a lot more likely to come back from like a COVID protocol than like maybe an ACL injury. If, even if Kawhi comes back, he's not going to be as... Um, I guess, explosive as we'd expect him to be this season. So probably the Suns in seven. I guess one thing that I'm sort of trying to think about for this series, I know someone brought up the lack of depth on the Suns. I think, Mete, you were the one that brought that up. And I was just thinking, like, if for any reason there's another injury or if Chris Paul uh, can't come back for some reason, I feel like the Clippers are slowly going to take the series. I mean, they slowly did that to Dallas. They slowly did that to Utah. Uh, these teams seemed like they were going to come out on top, but then slowly the Clippers depth just sort of ate away at the lead that they had in the series, even regardless of whether Kawhi played or not, they were still able to do it. Um, I like the Clippers uh, saying that um, I even watched in game one, how the Clippers pretty much had them on the ropes at certain points of that game. Obviously the star power in Phoenix sort of shone brightly in game one rest could have factored into that. Who knows? But I think as the series goes on, the Clippers, we talked about them getting adapted to the series. I like them and I like them in seven games. So I am going to take the Clippers here. I definitely like what I've seen from this team so far, even without Kawhi. And if Kawhi does come back, I think this team's pretty much a lock to go to the finals this year. So um, that's my take for the series. Uh, let's move to the East now. Uh, this series has not got on underway yet. It'll be getting under underway on Wednesday night. Um, the Atlanta Hawks against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it'll be uh, the Bucks being the third seed and the Hawks being the fifth seed. Um, this time, Terry, I'll start with you. I guess, um, which team do you really like in this series? And I guess, how many games? I'll go with the Bucks here. I mean, they just literally took out the 
hated the most hated team this whole entire year in the Brooklyn Nets. And having said that, I feel like they have they are healthy enough, and on top of that, they are. I hate using the word defense because I used it in the Knicks series, and then look what happened there. But I mean, they're healthy enough, and I feel like they've made enough mistakes to change up upon to face it out. Not face out. What's the word I'm looking for here? Compete and probably beat this Atlanta Hawks team. So having said that, I'm not gonna uh, discount the Hawks in this series, but I know this will be a seven-game series. The question is, who's gonna win it? And honestly, I feel like it's gonna be the Bucks. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a good analysis of the series. Um, Nate, I'll just bounce it to you. I guess your take on the series, and I guess who's gonna win and how many games. I guess it's. Uh, this is a little bit similar to um, the 76ers Hawks series in the fact that the Bucks have really good inside scoring. The Hawks have really good outside scoring generally. Um, it's going to be hard to see like what team stops either one because um, this isn't just like um, the previous years with Giannis where you just put up a wall of jerseys and hope that he doesn't get the mid-range jump shot. He's probably he's probably gonna have a lot of people helping him. He has Drew Holiday now. He has Chris Middleton. He has a lot of people who can also shoot. So, it, I guess maybe I'd say Bucks and seven as well. Yeah, definitely gonna be a closer series, I think, than most of us are anticipating. But I guess Mete, just getting to you, I guess who do you like in this series? All right, before I give you my Eastern uh, prediction, I forgot to. Say how many games I think the Suns will win in. So I'll say uh, Suns in six. And then let's talk about this series. Uh, you guys were pretty much covered, already covered everything. Uh, I think the Bucks should win this series. Um, I'm just thinking how many games will it take them? Probably I'll go seven games. I don't want to discredit the Hawks. Yeah, I think that uh, the Bucks should win this series. I'm also on the Bucks in this series. Uh, I'm just sort of taking it, I guess, game by game, just looking at it. Uh, Milwaukee has been very tough to beat at home uh, pretty much in every series. I just can't see them losing one game at home. Uh, there's a chance that this is done in five, unfortunately, for Hawks fans. Um, yeah, the Hawks are going to have to shoot even better than they did against Philly. I think that um, Philly just, uh, they had trouble really shooting, um, outside of Seth Curry, uh, in that series. Of course they were missing Danny Green, but I feel like guys uh, from the box, I mean, even Lopez can pull up from the three point uh, line and just, you know, drain it on you. I mean, they have bigs that can do that. Uh, I think that Milwaukee, especially defensively, I talked about them coming out of this Brooklyn series that was tough. Uh, they beat a team in the heat that they couldn't beat last year. They've had a lot of tough tests so far, not discrediting the Hawks at all. But uh, I just really think this Milwaukee team is, they, they pretty much become seasoned for, for playoff success. Um, I guess over these years, these tough losses, they're really mentally tough. This team, I think this Hawks team is very green when it comes to playoff success. Yeah, I might go Bucks in five or six, but I'm sort of leaning towards five just because that's a home game. And I think that's where they get it done. So I definitely, um, it might be a bit of a bold take, but I think it's definitely uh, possible with this Bucks team. 
And um, I guess we can just move into the preview for Tuesday and Wednesday. We will start with Tuesday's games, just looking at um, the game. It is game two of the Western Conference Finals uh, between the Clippers and Suns. Uh, the Suns are favored by six points heading into this game. Um, this time, Nate, I'm going to start with you. I guess, who do you like to take game two? And if it's the Suns, do they cover? Sorry about that. But yeah, game two against the Suns. Um, I guess it's going to depend on if, I guess, if Chris Paul is going to be able to um, return. But I think even still, I think, they should probably be able to take this game since the Clippers have it. It's a go down 0-2 and then try to take the series back. So you'll think that they'll cover uh, more than six? Uh, let's see. Maybe if Kawhi's out, then yeah. All right. And then just getting to you, Matt, I guess, who do you like here? Yeah, like Nate said, I think it's a lot that they go down 0-2 for their good luck and then Six points. Uh, CP3 is probably out. So is Kawhi. I think the Clippers can cover that. I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I know six points was this, the final score from last game. Uh, yeah, I think the Clippers, they have been keeping it close. I think they keep it close again. But I think I still do like the Suns to win. So I'll take Suns to win and Clippers to cover. And I guess just getting to you, Terry, who do you like for this game? Marcus Morris or Darth Morris is basically out of the game. Uh, I feel like the Suns will win and then as well as cover with the six points. I got that much else to say. Yeah, I think all of us really like the Suns here. They are at home. Uh, the Clippers are battling with injuries. And I think, uh, like what Mete was saying, they love going down 0-2. So uh, this is the perfect opportunity for them to go down 0-2 again and then sort of light that fire under them. And I guess just moving into Wednesday's slate, uh, it's game one of the Eastern Series between the Hawks and the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are currently favored by seven points heading into that game. Uh, this time, Terry, I'll start with you. Um, I guess, who do you like uh, in this game? And if you like the Bucks, do they cover? Uh, I feel like Wick can reddish out. Uh, he was a vital part of the rotation. But having said that, it's playoff basketball now. With that being said, um, the Bucks are have the more playoff experience. So having said that, I feel like they will win it. Uh, within seven points... I got to say, hmm, they got to win by seven. Uh, sure, I give them with seven. All right, and getting to you, Nate, I guess, who do you like in this game? And if the Bucks win, will they cover? I think the Bucks can definitely win, but I actually like the Hawks to cover. Um they have a really good shooting, so if they they have a good shooting night, then they'll probably be able to cover against the Hawks. I mean, the Bucks. My bad. And um, just getting to you, Mete. Um, same question: uh, Who do you like, and who's going to cover? Yeah, I'm with Nate here. I think the Bucks will win, but I feel like the Hawks can keep it close to where they'll cover the spread. 
I'm actually going to be with Terry here. I actually like the Bucks to win and cover. Uh, this team is so good at home. Um, even in previous series, especially against Brooklyn, against uh, Miami, um, when they were at home, they won and covered pretty much every single game. Uh, this team is pretty much a wagon at this point. Um, we pretty much can't. I, I don't think there's any uh, sole person on the Hawks that's going to stop Yanis. Um, and then I know him going to the free throw line is another question. But uh, yeah, the, I still think that the Bucks uh, should be able to handle a game one pretty handily. But um, yeah, that's just um, my take. Um, and I think that's sort of the end uh, of this episode of Big Time Basketball. I think we've pretty much covered everything uh, on on both slates and. Um, I guess just once again, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcasts. Uh, we'll definitely be posting our final picks for these games up there. We've got NHL picks up there as well. Definitely go check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Um, the podcast is on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, definitely click the bell for notifications on YouTube. Uh, leave us reviews, all that good stuff. And uh, Mete, Nate, Terry, thanks again. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.